music. And Lord, we ask that you, you touch our hearts through the word and through the music. And we pray for those who are sick, that you will take care of them. And uh, Lord, we pray for the ones that have COVID and are in the hospital, that you will cure the uh, bodies and, and comfort the, the loved ones. Father, we ask that you just be with those who have cancer and just uh, heal them if it's your will. Lord, we ask that you just be with everyone today. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus, there's nothing impossible for you. When all I see are the ashes, you see the beauty. When all I see is a cross, God, you see the empty tomb.
well. If you have a prayer request that you'd like to have uh, presented on Tuesday night, you could go ahead and... I got the wrong one. But you could go ahead and uh, write it on here, and then we will pray for them on Tuesday night. Or if you need prayer now, we'd be happy to um, pray for you. So uh, if you need a pen, I have a pen up here. But um, welcome to Biggs Ministry Center. And um, just go ahead and I do actually pray for it. Even if I have technical difficulties, I still uh, have prayer. So, uh, so just mark your prayers down. Does anybody have any today? Like ASAP? Go ahead. Well, I had a uh, test done on my heart the other day, and um, positive results. Okay. Everything's flowing like milk and honey. So uh, I don't know what he's going to do. I might be able to get off the medication that they gave me, so which would be a good thing. And um, he made it through a birthday and a Christmas wow. and New Year's. So I'm doing well here in that box. And um, it's been a good few weeks already. Been staying busy. Been quitting sitting on my butt watching TV and started doing things. <laughs> I uh, I cleaned four closets and moved things around and cleaned out, um, did all the laundry. It was three loads this time, not six. I did. Yeah, slowly, but it was done. And I sat for what, a couple hours last night putting the jewelry together. And my goodness, he was a jewelry thief. You know, I'm a Coca Cola collector, but he, she collected jewelry. Yeah, I, yeah. Mm hmm. So, um, we all have our little quirks, and it's been good so far. Uh, good thing is, though, I thought I was behind on my house payment, but it turned out I was ahead. So, blessing. Yes, I got blessings, and I hope you guys are getting blessed this year so far. Positive attitude, reading the word, praying each morning or each evening, whatever works for you guys. It's, it's doing good. So, 
I don't know about you guys, but I'm in chapter 22, then that's accomplished. Yeah, I started from Genesis 1, and I'm in Matthew chapter 6 now. So, you know, BibleGateway.com is really helpful when you when you do that. So, you know, well, you know, it's hard reading, especially the book of Genesis, when they get into all the names. Understand, you know. So, uh, if there's any more prayer requests, yes. Who? And I'm going to put Larissa. She just walked in and a home, right? Are we doing good? Our search is continuing, right? Oh, Kelly and Reese. Yes, ma'am. Uh, but we, the God puts the leaders in positions whether we like it or not. I know. You know, so, okay, truce. All right, let's go to word and prayer before we all uh, have fun here. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the opportunity to pray for our leaders in the United States Senate and House, that we do pray that they do your will. And Lord, you are the one who puts them in office, and you are the one that has a plan for the United States of America. You have a plan for each of our lives here, and that is to share the gospel of, of Jesus Christ to each of our family members or maybe a friend who needs help somewhere along the line. We do need to share that with them. Father, I pray that we uh, lift up uh, Kelly and Reese, uh, whatever it is, and you know what it's for. Lord, we pray for uh, Steve and Vicki and, uh, and their health and their uh, whatever's going on there. And we do pray for Andrea, and we ask that you help that family out also. We do ask for housing for Larissa and their family and the salvation of her husband, Lord Jesus. We ask that you would just take them and use them and through the prayer that you, we are requesting that they get a house to live in. Father, we do thank you for the good week that you've given us and that we can look to you for guidance and direction through the word. We pray for the leaders back in our children's department that they were uh, have the Holy Spirit working for the kids and that they learn about your word and who, what they're teaching about. Lord, we thank you for your love, your kindness, and your grace upon our lives. We thank you for that. Pray for uh, Jamie's mother that they will be able to uh, find out about the triggers of the going on with her and that if they have to do this procedure that it will be safely done and 
that he would be with the doctors and and give them strength uh, and courage and knowledge to do their job and to find out what's going on with Jamie's mom. Father, we do thank you for my family and the love that people have shown to us throughout the last few months. We, we do thank you for that and the blessings that occurred in the last few weeks, Lord. We do thank you for your love. We ask that you be with us now as we continue to worship in song and music, Lord. We do thank you for your love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth? With holy thunder, who leaves us breathless in awe and wonder, the King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace, this is unfailing love, that you would take my place. Yeah. 
Well, this is a time we give our tithes and offering and meditate for a little bit uh, while the song plays. And uh, I'm going to read the word before we sing. And we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10 through 17. have your Bibles, turn to that section. It says, Now I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of us you agree in what you say, that there be no divisions among you. No divisions among you. That you be united with the same understandings and the same convictions. For it has been reported to me about you, my brothers and sisters, by members of Chloe's people, that there is rivalry among you. What am I saying is this. One of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in Paul's name? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Clivius. Was Paul crucified? No, excuse me. And I, uh, so that no one can say you were baptized in my name. I did, in fact, I, in fact, baptize the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I don't recall if I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel nor eloquent wisdom, so that he, so that the cross of Christ will not be empty of the effect. Yeah. 
Father, I do thank you for the offerings and the, the prayers that went up today. We ask that you use them for your glory and your, your blessings for other people. We thank you for the ministries here and all that you do for us. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, the vision. It's, it's happening all the way through Scripture. Is it not? We even have the vision, what we just talked about. Right? And we have the vision for um, football. We have the visions for uh, churches. Right? Uh, so let me find what I'm looking for here. The race? Yeah. And what else? We have lots of them. Let me go find my download here. Where is it? It didn't get put down. Yeah, there's a lot of divisions. Uh, this somebody may like this pastor or this pastor, or a church may be split because the pastor made a decision and they didn't like it, so they go to and start a whole new church. Who's been in a church like that? I know I have. I've been in a few of them uh, that they don't like. Um, the um, the way the pastor does things, or the color of the carpet, or I'm serious, yeah, huh? You think I'm joking? No. There has churches who's been um, split over color of a carpet, or chair, or pews, or chairs. You know. Oh, 
Huh? The blue one's better. I do too. It was that or either to um, fall on the floor if you sat in one. That was another reason why. But I want to go back to John before we get into the scripture here. Uh, because there was, a, there was a split or a, um, let's see, uh, about being baptized and about Jesus and uh, John the Baptist. And um, it was really big back then. Uh, talked about uh, oh, Jesus and John the Baptist. And if we look in chapter 3, verses 22, it says, After this, Jesus and his disciples went up to the Judea countryside, where he spent time with them and baptized. Now, Jesus wasn't, being ba Jesus wasn't baptizing. His disciples were. Okay? And John also was baptizing in Arion, near Salem, because there were plenty of water there, and people were coming and being baptized. Since John and not yet being thrown into prison, there was a dispute rose between John's disciples and a Jew about purification. And they came to John and told him, Rabbi, one of you testified being about who was with the cross of Jordan is being baptized. So they had a, a quarrel between John the Baptist's disciples and Jesus' disciples. They were all baptizing him. They didn't look at, they were doing it one group, you know, but again, Here's another example of people with groups. You know, I'm over here, I'm over here. Where can we find the middle? And we, we tend to ha are having that through our cultural area in the United States. We are on this side and some are on this side, some are on this side, and it's, it's causing chaos. Where in, whether what side you're on, we're as somebody mentioned, we're all American people, and that's the bottom line here. And First Corinthians talks about somewhat like this, but in church. So uh, let's go back to First Corinthians, because it wasn't about someone being baptized. It was a disagreement with who was baptizing who and what they stood for. You know, and you know, I was baptized by John the Baptist. You was baptized by Jesus' disciples, and they could understand that. But John was there for a purpose, and that was to uh, baptize Jesus, which uh, took care of the uh, Old Testament prophecy. And Jesus was one to answer all these things. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and let's, let's look at uh, number 10. He's urging, like, you know, this is m urgent matter that, Brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's not talking about the unbeliever here. He's talking about the believers. The believers are behaving chaotic. They're behaving like you don't know how. Okay, but he's urging you that all you agree in what you say, that there be no division among you. You know, and there is division. That's why you have so many denominations in the United States and other places, because it's the division that causes, like you have, uh, I was trying to pull up something that I saw on the internet about um, a story, but I was trying to see if I could pull it up. And I thought I downloaded it, but apparently I didn't. 
again. I'll find it in a minute. But anyway, so it, it, he told a story. about uh, a horse. I'm trying to find it. Anyways, it it talked about uh, how we can get so wrapped up into what we want in life and not consider what other people want. Uh, like, for an example, there was a dispute about, Paul was talking about there was a dispute about how the, the, uh, the altar, the sacrificing of what happens to the meat and whether you could eat it or not. Well, some people think you could eat it, and nobody had a problem with that. But here, here's the catch in this whole process, and we'll continue, is that if you're a Christian, and you're a mature Christian, and let's say like a, a new believer just got in town, and uh, they think that you shouldn't drink alcohol. You shouldn't partake about that because you're going to offend or you're going to make that person stumble. But the Bible tells us do everything in moderation. Is that not correct? That don't mean you go out and get drunk. Some people believe you can have a glass of wine at dinner or you could do this. Well, it just says do not get drunk with wine. Now, Moses got drunk with wine and uh, Noah, excuse me, and the boys covered him up. And guess who got in trouble? The boys who covered them up. <laughs> Why? Because they were making fun of the father. Because he got drunk and he passed out in the tent. And they were like, look at that. So the dispute and everything, there's everything about how much you could drink or how much you can't drink and, or what you could eat and what you can't eat. You know, and on the topic of fasting, uh, it, it's a difficult powers here if you're fasting that's great because you have that time to think but if somebody can't fast we can't say oh you're not fasting but that's a that's a relationship between him or her with god and it, it's a good thing that we do fast uh, due to my medical condition and all that that's impossible for me to do so i i do what i can uh Pastor Rick says, well, you could do something. <laughs> I says, okay, I will try my best. So I'm going to study the scripture for the amount of days they do. And, and that's what I've been doing. And I've learned so much, probably more than what I have in the past. And, you know, I tell you what, life is different, okay? When you're, instead of being a husband, you're a caretaker. And when that disappears, you're sitting here, wow, what happened? You know, you're always focusing on that person 
and sometimes forget about yourself, but that's okay. But when the person's gone, you have time now to focus on yourself and make yourself healthy in this process. And that's why I look at things. I'm making myself healthy now, more healthier than I was. But everything you do, do it in the name of Jesus Christ, okay? Don't be a divisor. Don't be a divider. Be a unifier, you know? And it says right here, as we continue in verse 11, for it is, has been reported to me about you and my brother and my sister by a member of Chloe's people that there is rivalry among you. Now, do you think they gossip? No. Paul was a leader of the church. This person saw a problem in their church, and they came to Paul and asked for leadership and guidance in this situation. And therefore, that's why Paul wrote this letter. Now, it would be nice if somebody came up to me like that. Hey, there's something going on here. You know, people are talking. What, what can I do to help this church? And you, you, you might write a letter to the pastor of that church. And that's what Paul was talking about. Hey, I'm writing this letter because there's some people come to me as a leader to do that. And then there's that division here. I belong to Paul. Okay, that's fine. I belong to Apollos. That's fine. I belong to Pastor Rick. That's fine. I belong to Pastor Martin. That's fine. But the catch here is when you get lost in who you are about. You're not about Pastor Martin. You're not about Pastor Rick. You're not about Pastor such and such down the road. You are about Jesus Christ. And this is what Paul is saying here. It's fine that you like that person and you want to be under that leadership. You want to be underneath that teaching. But don't get lost in the human aspect of the teaching. Be belonging to Jesus Christ. This is God, Christ, Father, Mother, Child. And the church is in there somewhere. And then they talk about being baptized. Baptized is not the topic here. It's part of it. The topic is about who are you baptizing for. Now, baptizing don't save you. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay? Believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, his crucifixion, his burial, and his resurrection, that's the foundation of being a Christian. Now, if you believe that, that's great. Everything else is extra in life. So let's say like you believe in Jesus Christ and you understand what, how it works and then you get baptized. Which Christ got baptized and he repented and got baptized because he followed prophecy. When we get baptized, it's saying, hey, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm not a follower of Pastor Martin. I'm not a follower of Pastor Rick or I'm not a follower of John Henry or anybody in the church. I'm going to be a follower of Jesus Christ. They are going to help me get there. And that's what the pastor's job is. Okay? No, so that no one can say you were baptized in my name. So he's bringing up, hey, you can't come to me because I didn't baptize you. 
I'm over here to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the only people he mentioned was uh, Stephanus, his household. Paul was able to baptize them. And it, then beyond that, he don't recall if he baptized. For Christ did not spend me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. See, baptizing is extra as a pastor. Pastor's job is to preach the gospel of, the, of our lives. Their, their extra job is to baptize and to counseling and to go to the hospital and to do all these other things. You know, and it's just uh, something. In the Bible Knowledge Commentary, it tells us in verse, let's go back up to uh, verse 13. There are three questions in this verse which was rhetorical and expected a definite no. The universal body of Christ is not divided. The universal, what does universal mean? It means everyone. The world, Japan, China, Russia, all these countries, all, all, all these countries, universal body of Christ is not divided. We should be divided. But we are. And neither should its local expression be. No man won salvation for the Corinthians, nor did any of them owe their allegiance to anybody except Christ. You don't owe your allegiance to me. You don't owe your allegiance to me. You don't in, you know, owe your allegiance to anybody but Christ. Okay, You have to answer to Christ, not to me. According to John 4, 2, Jesus did not baptize, but he left it to his disciples. This was usually Paul's practice, too. Could Paul have believed that was necessary for salvation? No. It's impossible. Not that the baptism is pointless. It was commanded by Christ in Matthew 28, 19, and practiced by the early church, Acts 2, 41, which makes it with the Lord's Supper, an ordinance of the church. But is what ordinance? We have on our, our Lord's Supper table, we have do this in remembrance of me. And this is to remind us of the ordinance, just like the baptism, the ordinance of part of the foundation of being a Christian. So, uh, I have somebody who takes communion every day of the week. Is that wrong? No. Because he's doing it. Now, let's put it this way. If you do it just to get focused upon yourself, don't do it. Okay? If you're doing it so you could relationship is with Christ and it makes you uh, the same way as you read your Bible, that's good. He, he takes it every day because he wants to remember who Christ is and is part of the, the ordinance that we have as a Christ. It's been done since Acts chapter 2 when, church, when the church age came into play. So all this stuff puts together. You know what? Some churches do sprinkle baptism. Some churches do submersion. But their foundation, if you look at the churches, is that they believe in Jesus Christ, they believe in the death, they believe in the resurrection, and they believe in that. That's the foundation we have to follow. Now, some of the stuff that you see churches do are sometimes not biblical. Okay? So, let's say like you're going to church. Make sure you go to a church that is biblical sound. 
That is scriptural sound. That is context sound. And be careful when you read scripture. It, it's got to be in context. Remember what the author is, who the author is, and why he wrote the book. And I, I got a study Bible here, and it's pretty neat. I was showing Chelsea, and it uh, has a uh, little scan bar that you could scan with your phone, and it, it gives you the overall context of what you're reading. And it, it's really interesting to take that one perspective. Okay? And that's what it is. It's a study Bible. And some people just like to take the Bible and read it. You know, forget about all the study stuff in there. And they just like to sit and read the Bible and see that the Holy Spirit speaks to them. And that's okay, too. But the thing is that we all, even Facebook people, we all belong to Jesus Christ. If you believe in those three words, buried, resurrection, and ascended into heaven. He died on the cross, he was buried, and he rose again. Those are the fundamental ideas of being a Christian. And if you've done that, feel free to get baptized and have a party because the angels are singing for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your time and the grace that you could come upon us in the Holy Spirit. We know that Christ is our leader. We know that uh, he has all the answers for us. And we know that your word stands firm. And as we follow your ordinance, as we follow your word, our lives will be better because you promised that. You promised that your words will not go void. And your word is meaningful and has a purpose in our lives. And we want that for our lives. We want to grow in our spiritual walk with you. Father, we do thank you for everything you've given us today. And the good spirits here. And we thank you for those who are watching on Facebook. I hope they were encouraged today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand, please.
Carry us home, keep us safe, until we meet again.